We're going to get into the Word of God today. Turn to someone and say, I've got this thing, Doug, now. Turn to someone and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Wasn't ready before, but now I am. Let's turn uh, in our Bibles to John 20. This is a time when uh, we open our Bible and see what God's saying to us. Last week, as I said, we did the farmers and uh, talked a lot about uh, welcome home sort of time for Jane and I being out ministering uh, in that particular time. Uh, this, this, uh, today, I want to talk about our future. Uh, where to from here? The best person to ask is God. What's he saying to us? What's God speaking to us about in this season? And I put the title of message today is Fuel for 2019. And uh, I want to talk about spending some weeks on, not just maybe only today, talking about the reality of that. Uh, and things that you'd, I'd want to know if I was living in this hour spiritually, check out what you think may be right. Maybe some of the things aren't for you. Maybe they're just off track. Maybe you need to consider what a way are you setting up your spiritual year this year. Maybe some need to put their seatbelt on as we get launched. Maybe others who are already living this lifestyle, already get it, go, amen, every so often. So if you're living the lifestyle, give me a, hey, that's good. I'm doing that and that's really working for me. And uh, as I said, I think Doug stole some of my thunder this morning. But here it is, 2019, are you ready? And Jesus said to them, again, peace to you. As a father has sent me, I also send you. So he puts a qualification first, peace. Got to have peace first, then he's going to send you out. And when he had said this to them, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. You know, sometimes it's easy to say, and I'm supporting what Doug said, it's easy to say, have peace with somebody when sometimes you need to go and put something right with them. You know what I mean? Sometimes you need to put things right. But you don't put things right by going, you know, like, hi, I'm just really working through this message on peace. And I just come and tell you that I've really hated you for 10 years. And just thought I'd let you know. You know, it's like, that's not going to restore peace. <laughs> uh-huh. So making sure that the processes are really right of how you really uh, work through this message today, I think will really, really be important. Because there's a season, we talk about New Year, but there's a season already begun. And uh, we know that the Jewish calendar, uh, you know, began, not the Gregorian calendar we go by, which we're talking about today, 2019, start of the year, well, that's that. Gregorian calendar is one thing, but we look at the Jewish sort of style of thinking. Then uh, in uh, September 11, 2018, it was a Jewish New Year, so the New Year already began then. So either way you look at it, we're in the New Year. We're in that season, in that time of God preparing his people. And we want to look at that today. And here it is, Jesus talking about peace. So the important thing he's talking about here is also you and I receiving the Holy Spirit. Good question. If we're going to walk in peace, have you received the Holy Spirit? This is not mental knowledge or emotional talk. It's the spirit of the power of God in your life. Uh huh. To bring you what the life of God. It's an awakening. It's an awareness. And it's an advantage. It's an adventure. It's an avenue. It's an abundance and excitement. And it's an audible voice that guides us daily that God is speaking to about. So there's life in the Holy Ghost. The Trinity of God, the Holy Spirit there, it stir our heart. And the Bible tells us to seek the Holy Spirit, directed by the Holy Spirit, be led by the Holy Spirit. Why is that? It's because we are the church, the called out ones, the ecclesia. Church is not an event, it's a people. 
Uh-huh. And so the Holy Spirit uh, wants us to understand that there are needs in the church that can only be met by the power of God. That's really important. There's needs in your life that can only be met by the power of God. There's needs in the community called the church that can only be met by the power of God. And that's, you know, we talked about one of them, the fruit of the Spirit today, but it's so important to realize that some of the needs I have cannot be met by the person sitting beside me. They can only be met by the power of God ministering to me and helping me and leading me because I'm the ecclesia. And that's the way God's set up. It's the best way possible. So the Holy Spirit to my life can bring me health, healing, deliverance, insight, protection, and comfort to the church. Can I say it again? He can bring us health, healing, deliverance, insight, protection, and comfort to the church. And wonderfully, the power of God moving upon us, moving upon the earth today, the Bible says, is a phenomenal sign for the unbeliever. Phenomenal sign. This is not something we've, we're going to end up in some mental ascent of understanding the Word of God. It's the power of God under salvation. I, I sort of believe that in a, in, a, in a good way. So I love our church. In our church, we see the power of God. In our praying, pray, praying, there's a new word, isn't it? Uh, praying, uh, prayer meetings, testimonies as God answers prayer. And there's a whole bunch of other areas where we can say God is moving. In individual lives, I hear testimonies all the time of how that happened. And, and so today, I try trust this isn't a brush over your head message. It's being able to make sure and have a confidence that you're a strong person in a part of a strong church and connected to a strong community is really important for your spirituality in this hour. Very important. And uh, people say to me, oh, there's so many things wrong with the church. They stand outside the church. They sit inside the church. But friend, if you look at it really, there's something wrong with everything. Isn't there something wrong with everything? Is there? People say, well, Tell me what's wrong with your marriage. People go, there's nothing wrong with my marriage, but I'm glad you asked because now you've brought it up, there is a few things that I want to talk to you about. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you look at anything, there's a problem with anything if you want to look at it that way. But friend, I don't think it's an hour to look at the problems. I think it's an hour to look at the solution because if you stay there long enough, you'll bury yourself. I'm not that sort of guy, sorry. And uh, you know, these are some of the things we need to look at. And Jesus is saying here, my peace I leave with you. And, uh, you know, I want to open this out a little bit more tonight. So tonight will be a great night. But really looking at this, the challenge we have, we have this Eastern, uh, can I say it, Eastern philosophy that we've brought from the East to the West. And we've cross-pollinated in the, in the West something from the East and converted into something that it's not. One of the things that we've converted is this. One of the things we've converted is this. And this is not an against, this is a for, is we've decided that my job, your job, everyone's job is to make everyone happy. I've got to make you happy. If I'm not making you happy, then I'm not happy. And we've converted that into a modern day language called political correctness. That if I don't say the right thing and make you happy, then you're going to eat me or kill me or cut me off or never be my friend again or whatever. And somehow we've made making, not a peace sign, it was the goalposts, Aussie rules have got the best goalposts, the other ones somehow they put a bar, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, we've made the goalpost making people happy. It's not my job to make Jane happy. Think about it. How, how much we can get into a struggle trying to make people happy. Did I say the right thing? Is that okay? Did you make me happy? I'm leaving because I'm not happy with what you said. And since when was ever happiness a goal in Christianity? Joy is, an, joy is one thing. 
That's a different thing. But happiness comes from the root word happenings. So when things are happening my way, I will be happy. I'll be happy with you when things are happening my way. (laughs) And yet Jesus is saying this. He's saying in the, the pure essence of what he's saying, the purity of who he is, the Prince of Peace, he's saying first thing you need to have in your life is peace. Are you at peace with God? It's a question. Are you at peace with, well, I haven't thought that. I just want to bring up a few more issues that I'm not happy about. (laughs) No, 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 no. Let's take it all the way back. Are you at peace? You know? And if you're not at peace sometimes, peace with, with God, then you'll never be at peace with people. You know, or you'll never have peace on the inside. Now, I'm not qualified to preach this in any way, so I'm not going to go too much further with this because I think sometimes if you waited until you're perfect and everything, you'd never preach anything. <laughs> so I'm proposing a biblical doctrinal concept that's really important for all of us that Jesus is emphasizing here. In fact, what he's saying is, is my peace I live with you which is really what he's saying is, is it's his last will and testament. This is all the stuff that I've got, you know, that you might get inherit from your grandparents or your uncle, auntie, or whatever it is. Jesus is saying, what you're going to get from me is peace. Well, what peace did he have to give us? Well, come tonight and I'll tell you where he got it from. But how important this peace is. And so the question is often, are you at peace with yourself? Are you at peace with God? And friend, you'll never be at peace with others unless you truly know as a believer what the peace of God feels like. It's, it's more than just a two-minute flash in a song service. It's something that God's saying, you need to carry this peace in your heart all the time. And, and, and you know, Jesus sort of picked this up. I won't go too much into this, but Jesus picked this up with the woman at the well, you know, where the guys, uh, the Old Testament, they, they turned up the woman at the well and they're ready to throw rocks at her. They're ready to, they're ready to have a go at her. And Jesus often says, whoa. I've got a different thing going on here, guys, based on a different belief pattern. You know, and see, you'll never have peace with someone who's got war in their heart. And so if you're a person, think about it, if you're a person who carries rocks around all the time waiting to throw them at people when they do something wrong or they don't do it right, you'll always be in trouble. Jesus said to her, just go and don't, just don't go and sin no more. You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to ask yourself, friend, if you've got rocks in your hand, rocks towards anyone or anything, you've got to, you've got to let them go. Because you can't win an argument with anybody who wants to fight with you all the time. They haven't got peace in their heart, and that's all they'll do all the time is fight with you. And Jesus said, I want to come into your heart. So I am the Prince of Peace. It talks about being the fruit of the Spirit and stuff like that. And it's, it's not peace at any cost. Let's kill everybody so we can have peace. <laughs> That's the peace of the world. We don't want a piece of that. <laughs> I'll <jag there. laughs> but we want the true stuff that comes from heaven. And it's not a popular preach. There's this peace. And Jesus said, my peace, I live with you. And then he did something really weird. He breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Ghost. I think there's a bit of a connection here. We need the Holy Ghost. Hello? To, to get to this, because uh, uh, alleviating all the scratchy people out of your life may not end in peace. But having peace in your heart first as you approach situations may be very, very powerful. And Jesus is saying, guys, I'm giving you a little bit of a heads up here. This is pretty number one. This is a bit of a number one here. You know, and I think as we head into 2019, the challenges that the world will bring and the struggles that the world will be in bring, we will need the peace of God.
And anything that robs the peace of God will be very aware of. Anyway, let's not go there because I'm putting some of you to sleep. They're so peaceful. So we come back to the Jewish mentality. The Jewish mentality based around the Star of David was this. The more that things change in the world, the more we must depend upon the things that never change. The more things that change in the world and the more they change, we must now start to depend and rely on the things that never change. Uh Uh-huh. And God's just not there. He wants to be in here. And we adhere to those, those realities. Let's keep going this morning and be able to walk like that. So today we're just talking about those sort of things. So have you experienced the peace of God? Because you need to be able to continue on the right go. If your job is just to make people happy, joy is different, just to make people happy all the time, it's a very, 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 very big treadmill you're about to put yourself on and it's the wrong track. You're aiming at the wrong goals. You're probably playing some other rules. You should be playing Aussie rules. The goals are over here. Uh-huh. And, and peace, is, peace is the goal. Let's take a look at the whiteboard. Thank you. Just backwards. 2019 is interesting. As I said, it's already begun, the Jewish New Year. The year what year are we in? We're in the year 5,779, aren't we? Is that right? Five. Yep, 5,779, that's the year we're actually in according to the Jewish calendar. And uh, we won't go through that. But we look at the ninth letter of the alphabet and uh, it's interesting how this letter resembles something that we need to look at. And as I said, you know, this is spiritually speaking, so figure it out for yourself. Thanks, Josh, for doing it the right way because I wanted it that way. Um, but we understand that that is the, the, the number, number nine. And what it actually signifies, spiritually speaking, it represents fulfillment, concealment, fruitfulness, multiplication. That's what it actually means. By being able to think that I can actually put things in here that can be contained in my life and held in my life. But you also realize to some people it looks like a serpent that can actually take away and rob from me at any stage. So it's an interesting picture. Because all those words tell, all those letters tell a picture. They write in pictures. We don't tend to do that. But it's interesting as you look at that. This year is going to be a year where we can put things in, or you've already put things in. That's where the amens come from. But also realizing the enemy can get him. I said last year, and I felt God speak to me about it. He said it's going to be like Nehemiah. You're going to need a trowel in one hand and a sword in another. Uh huh. So there's going to be the natural and the spiritual walking together. You're going to be spiritually natural and naturally spiritual like never before because it's going to be an hour to do that. It's going to be an hour when you store things up and put things in here that the devil's not going to come and rob them the week after. Uh huh. That you need to be able to warfare but at the same time be able to store up these things as you walk with God. How do you do that? By walking in peace and joy. So it's going to be a season of suddenlies, accelerated answers, new rivers, new income streams, new wine to flow into new wineskins and it won't be a copy because God will do something fresh in you. Uh huh. Health and heaven will meet like never before. The natural and the spirit colliding, colliding again and again and again. And he's calling us to pray, to love, to live, to work, to serve, to minister, and mainly to continue to abide in his presence. Uh huh. And signs and wonders and, and miracles will be heard and people will be victorious over. You would believe what God has done and be quite loud over the top of the struggles of people and the struggles of life. And the enemy's aim in this hour is to sow disunity. Disunity, and so don't let him. Disunity, the sense of the the word unity that God's talking about, I'm talking about there, is not unity with each other as much as it is unity with God. 
Uh, to be at oneness. The Bible says, Corinthians, to be at one spirit with God. I am one spirit with God. And so it's very, very important in this hour that we're in unity with God. Because when we're in unity with God, we'll be in unity with each other. Gathering together at one event is not unity. The, the Bible talks about it. talks about a unity with God. And it's very, very important that we understand those sort of principles and have a yes and an amen around it so we can move on and not put our ladder against the wrong building. Very, very important. Uh, important that we're not part of an ambulance service at the bottom. We're part of a putting a fence at the top, especially in our thinking. This is in our thinking. The Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be renewed in your mind. Set again in your mind, steadfast. And, and God wants you to know that heaven's solution is far bigger than hell's problem. Uh-huh. So you'll walk in that mentality, that, that air that you'll actually breathe. So the key in this hour is to yield to the Holy Spirit, surrender to the ways of the Holy Spirit. In amongst your troubles and amongst evil, you'll only know the goodness and the blessing and the miraculous increase and the victory of our God and how important that is. The, also, the number nine was used to define a, the perfect move of God. Isn't that amazing? Number nine was used to describe and identify the perfect move of God. The perfect move of God is categorized in two words, fire and holiness. Uh huh. And so in this hour, we'll see more fire. There'll be a lot more fire. That person, fire means that I am God-made, not man-made. Uh-huh. That I have put myself out there and I've trusted God. I've identified. I don't know how to do it, but God does and he'll show me. You know, It's one of those sort of fire and the holiness of God will be lifted around our hearts and minds. And so therefore, the challenge with that is things that we do bad and we mess up on, we're going to feel worse about them. <laughs> uh-huh. But in feeling worse about them, it can drive us away from the church and not to God. Uh huh. I'm not worthy to come. That's why I said in the opening, his gate, his door is open wider than your sin. Uh huh. The door is open wider than your sin. And to embrace that mentality, don't let the devil condemn you and rob you from what? Unity. With who? God. <laughs> uh huh. Because he is your strength. If he can take you away from strength, he'll take you away from that. Because why? Because your goal is peace with God. Uh-huh. And it's robbing my peace. I'm not going to do those things that rob my peace. I've worked too hard to stand in the victory. And Jesus paid such a great price for my peace. I'm not going to let it slide cheaply or easily. You know what I mean? And so he's wanting to do that. And that's storing things up on the inside and saying to the devil, you will not rob from me this year. You will not take dis- You will not build disunity around my heart and around my life. But I'm going to start to walk in this holiness. I'm going to start to walk in this fire. And the fire of God will build you. It'll prepare you. It'll equip you well beyond your own ability to be equipped. And so at times, you, you know, I'll just use an example. Uh, you, you know, uh, Pastor Josh or myself might say to you, Pastor Jane might say, or some of the other pastors, it, it might say, uh, you know, I was using Lorna. Lorna, we've got a bit of a shortfall down at Children's Church. Can you go down and lead Children's Church? Lorna goes, oh, it's not my gifting. I don't feel called. No, no. The fire on it will go, yes, I believe I can help. I can believe I'm part of the solution. I believe that I can actually do something because God and me are a majority. He will teach me. He will show me what to do. People who know how to yield themselves to the presence of God will find the purpose of God flowing very, very easily. And there'll be a stand and a walk back and go, I can't believe how good is God. Look what he did. Where if I would have just left it to my own ability, I wouldn't have gone. Uh-huh. And so that's how it'll start to play itself out very simply in your work life, in your home life. I always believe that serving in the house of God, we always have an attitude that you should come once and serve once. So you come to church once to enjoy it, then you come once to serve. So twice, whatever that means to you, but to be able to come once and serve, 
come once and attend on a Sunday. That's always a healthy thought. We have three services on a Sunday. It's good to be part of that. To keep it fresh and to keep abreast of what God's doing. You come to this church, I guarantee you come to this church and miss three weeks, you'll think you walk in and this is what you'll say. I feel like I've walked into a different church. Why is that? Because it is different. Because people have moved on. Because they're growing. So there's only two places you grow. You're either growing closer to Jesus or you're growing further away from him. Can I say that again? <laughs> See? Say it with me. No. <laughs> you're either growing closer to Jesus or you're going further away from him. There's no standstill because he's not standing still. Growth is like that. You can't, you know, anyway. And, and so this is the hour when we start to walk in that holiness and it's very attractive to the world because the world goes, I don't have any answers. You go, well, thank you for that. Well, I've got some answers, and we start being able to share and stuff. And then the victories are heard well above the problems. That's what we're talking about there because of the fire of God getting around it. And so men and women who are forged in the fire will be raised up by the hand of God. And many will avoid this and shift. There'll be a shift. See, sometimes when God wants to move in your heart, he, because this is sort of the, oh, not there, but they moved on from that. But, you know, sometimes in our hearts, when God wants to move in our heart, we don't interpret that spiritually, we interpret it physically. We say, it's time for me to move. Need to move, need to move, need to move. What's new? What's, I look like new. What's new? What's new? Oh, and if we get it in our hearts enough, this is what happens. I need to find a new wife. God spoke to me. I need to find a new church. I need to find a new job. I need to find a new... And before long, I've had people sit in my office, friend, hour after hour, time after time, giving me this sort of conversation. When I say, what's happening is, God's wanting to move in your heart and bring a measure of peace in your heart. What's peace mean? Be still. Stop it. And know that he's God. Peace is not in the new girl. Peace is not in the new guy. And they misinterpret the move of God and the fire of God around their life to say this is not a physical move, it's a spiritual shift. And so therefore they physically move and, and don't, they allow the physical move to absorb all their energy and all their time and all their focus instead of being still over here and putting their energy here and being still, letting God work in their hearts. What happens is essentially they get afraid. They get fearful. They feel trapped, feel all sorts of stuff. And God's going, no, 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 you need to stop. Because it's a very, what he wants to do then, when he gets you like that, he wants to do something very deep in your heart. It's very deep. And, and it's a deep root. Sometimes, like Amos said, we're going we're to cut the roots off from the bottom and the fruit from above. We're going to pull that puppy out. So you don't think about yourself like that anymore. And you don't think about life like that anymore. Like Doug's saying, I'm just waiting for something to happen because everything's so good. <laughs> Why do we think like that? But how many people do? I've felt like that. And so these, these, these are very, that holiness and fire needs to do that. And your question is, will you let it do that? To produce a God-made person, not a me-made person. It is foreign to us. It's awkward to us. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's possible. For God to build your heart, to build your life, to save you. You know what he saves you from? <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> you know? 
Then someone said, I think he's talking about you. No, don't do that. <laughs> so can I say, this is why you're feeling some of this stuff? Some of you are way out in front. Some are like, you know, like way out in front going, oh God, I'm on the right path. Praise God. I'm sensing your peace and I'm wanting that. Others, you know, you might be way back here going, I'm trying to catch up. You know, like those emus that run beside the car, you know, like <laughs> we're running together. <laughs> A funny story, isn't it? That's what we're talking today about fuel for 2019. There's a whole handful of opportunities we've talked about here. That's why I said fasten your seatbelt. That's why I said some of you may be already living this. Maybe others need to go, God, I need to yield myself to you this year. And how I do that is by just saying, God, here I am. 2019 has already started. It's a new season, a new time, God. I want to, I want to yield myself to you. <laughs> when I stood up at the altar in uh, November 28, 2000, sorry, get this right, Matt. November 28, 1987, and said to Jane, I do. I didn't really have a clear picture of what the future was about. Did you? But I could prophesy it's going to be adventurous. It's going to be fun. We're going to enjoy each other. We're going to build a relationship. And I'm going to be committed to you. God filled in the details. Amen? No one hands out a crystal ball at a wedding. He says, have a look in there. That's what it's going to be like. Hey, but there's a framework, there's a skeleton there that comes out of your character. I mean, a skeleton, there's a framework, comes out of your character a little bit, doesn't it? Of what it's going to be like. And this is what God's saying. He said, I'm not, going to, I'm not offering you a crystal ball. I've given you faith. How much faith do I need as much as a mustard seed to embrace your future? The only pick today is we preach often in this church, and I say often, even in our leadership, I say, we don't preach Sunday messages here. We preach Monday messages. This is for tomorrow. When you go, what's this look for, like for me tomorrow? What's it look like in my marriage? What's it look like in my personal life? Pastor Stuart, how do I get peace with God? That's a good question. You're asking all the right questions. God, how do I find peace with you? How do I align my life with the Prince of Peace? Pastor, you don't know my life. That's true. But I do know, God, that if you just say, God, this year I might need to change railway tracks. I might need to change goalposts. But God, I don't have all the answers, but I know you do. God, I just commit myself this year again and again, every day and every way to you, to use me, to help me. And build fire and build holiness around me. And God, maybe I'll be a totally different person this time next year. One of our challenges in 2019 is staying focused long enough. We flip from Instagram to Facebook, back to notes, back to this book, back to that, just to stay focused long enough spiritually to say my spiritual life is really important to me. It's like really important to me. Because so much of your life comes out of your spirit. If you're a negative person, I guarantee you, you won't have a very good job. If you're a critical person, I guarantee you'll struggle with friendships. Come out of your spirit. If you're a proud person, I guarantee you'll have trouble with God. 
So he said, I resist the proud and I give grace to the humble. The grace that was yours, he's given to someone else. Aren't you ticked off about that? <laughs> I am. Father, we come. Lord, you've heard every word. You've heard every heartbeat in response to that word. I'm not saying it's perfect because I'm imperfect in that way. But God, we thank you that your word, your Bible, your book, sure does give us some guidelines that we can adhere to. And I know it can be interpreted different ways. But Jesus, you've talked to us today about peace. You've talked to us today about forgiveness. You've talked to us today about breathing on us. God, today, right now, this is the time when we ask you to breathe on us. God, you're committed to your way of doing things, not our way of doing things. We're not asking you to bless our ways. We're asking, would you give us strength to walk in your ways? So we can bless you. Thank you, God. My job in life, maybe this delivers some people today, but my job in life is not to make people happy. I can make them happy and I enjoy doing that and I will make them happy. But it's not my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal is that they'd find peace with God. people today sadly think God hates them God doesn't like them he's not he's against them and if only he knew what they did well he already knows what they did he still says you're okay I love you friend if you've come as a visitor a guest today I want you to leave with one thought because this all might be a lot of talk for you and I get it but that God loves you and he cares about you and he has a, have a, a purpose and a plan for your life and it's a good life for you it's not to make you religious and sit in church all day it's to make you relevant to help people and encourage people and love people to love the unlovely and the kind Not to fill you full of good works, but to show you a way, a way forward for you personally. To forgive you of your sin and cleanse you, cleanse your heart so you don't live a life of regret. Father, we thank you for every person here. Holy Spirit, you're ministering to us now. people, it might be the last year they've got on planet earth, Uh, who knows others are setting themselves up for years ahead 
God, help every person, every mum and dad here today. Lord, thank you. Thank you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity, friend. If you're here today and you say, look, I've never really made peace with God. said a prayer once or repeated a prayer or whatever, but I'm really not sure. I walked away thinking, I hope I haven't played, prayed man's prayer. If you really haven't found peace with God and today's the day, I'm not talking about what you did last week or the week before. I'm talking about how you've lived your life thus far and you don't have peace with God. Then you may not have a confidence that heaven is your real home. I want to give you an opportunity to pray with you and pray for you. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, can come into your heart. If you're here this morning and say, Pastor Stuart, we're just about to go and have uh, chicken today. But it might be a whole different experience when I have chicken today because of what I'm about to do in the next few minutes. Friend, if you're here and you don't have peace with God, I'd love to pray with you and pray for you. If that's you today and you've never given your life to Jesus, the Prince of Peace, then I'd love to pray with you. If that's you today, just quickly slip up your hand. I'll see your hand. We can pray with you. If you've come as a guest or a visitor, maybe you've come as a friend, this would be the time they've talked to you about. Just quickly before we go, if that's you, just quickly raise your hand. Pray for you. Believe with you. Find peace with God. It's a prayer away. prayer away this troubled world today we need peace not man's peace God's peace inside takes the wrinkles away the frowns the worry I'm peace with God